Welcome back into the Esports Network podcast, our long-form version where we go a little bit more in-depth on the things going around the esports scene, whether it's, it's all things. It's, you know, the games, the merchandise, and sometimes we have to go into the business side of things a little bit more because, really, those are the guys that help pay the bills just, just a tiny bit, right? So, you, you already read the title. You know who's here. It's Adam Reimer, Envy Gaming CEO. How you doing, Adam? Great, man. Good to be here. Happy to have you. You're back on this program for, I think this is your second time on this program. First time with me as the host, but this is the second time that we've had a chance to uh, have a little one-on-one. So it's, it's, it's been a while since I last saw you. I think, uh, what, summer of last, last year, 2020, in the middle of a pandemic? That's right, right when I started. Uh, not, not much has happened since then, right? <laughs> no, no big deal. You know, just <laughs> you know, a bunch of just amazing uh, things happening for Envy Gaming that we'll get into in a bit. So just a, a quick overview for people who forgot or just you know live under a rock adam reimer newest ceo of team envy almost a year i think what nine months in the role now you're a veteran of the executive uh (laughs) you're a veteran executive of the film and digital media industry you got a background in growth and business strategy you work with legendary entertainment nerdist industries and you even have a background in usa volleyball what (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was an amazing experience got to go to london with the uh with the volleyball team um you know, big uh, volleyball was a big part of my my life growing up, and got to volunteer as, as a board member at USA Volleyball, and became chairman for a bit, and uh, just a phenomenal experience. And it, I think we're better for it now. But man, holy moly, you've had quite a, a career, and now it's only growing with this this latest news from game uh, from Envy Gaming. But for now, uh, we gotta address the elephant in the room, just for for quick uh, posterity's sake. Uh, obviously, this past week, we had a player from Dallas Fuel, uh, Fearless from Korea, ended up uh, ex- you know, expressing his um, experiences living in, here in Texas and Dallas with the pandemic running around and just how people have been treating him. Obviously, very ignorant, very racist connotations that, that you could see in the video. And it's just, um, Adam, I, I know you, you might have something to say on that front, just on, on Envy Gaming's uh you know in general what their stance is regarding what fearless experienced sure look i mean we 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 can't support actions like that no matter where they happen or who they happen to uh as as far as this particular instance something to know is is look we are relatively with it people here at this company we we are aware of things that are happening around the country um with respect to various minority groups and so we actually did proactively go to the team and the team managers about a month ago saying, hey, if anything does come across your path, please let us know. We were being very hopeful that nothing was going to happen. Um, but we did say, look, if anything does come across your path, let us know so that we can take the appropriate actions and steps to make sure you all feel safe and, and comfortable because we're all a family here. You know, Envy is is anybody who's who's been part of these teams knows that you know we're all really supportive of each other we're all working out of the same space we we celebrate each other's wins and and cry when when we have you know issues so when i saw this go up online um you know the first thing that that really came to my head is man that uh, i'm really disappointed in in what's going on out there in general and then instantly turned to well how do we how do we address this how do we handle this uh both from a what do we need to do to make sure our players feel safe? And so we're working with with the players, we're working with team ops to make sure that we've got solutions in place to to have them be safe and, and have them feel comfortable competing here uh, for our fans and, and for us. Um, 
And then what's the statement that we need to be making out to the world in general? And so you've seen the, the messages from Mike and from me out on social, um, and, and we're going to continue to do more things internally uh, to work together with the community to, to try to make things better as much as we can from our standpoint. No, and it's 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 great you guys got out in front of this, and I mean, even a month ago, like you said, you were you were in contact with the team, and just you were the the support system that they needed. And and, and I'm glad to hear there's you know an organization out there who is putting their employees first because these these are these aren't just you know players; they're also part of the organization. They're employees, like you said, they're family. And for the most part, it's it's just um, it's it's nasty to see it, but I'm I'm happy to see that there's people out there who are helping. Because, um, you know, it, it's just for however many bad people there are bad apples out there, right? There's always going to be a, a bunch more people willing to help out than there are that are willing to hate. And so, um, of course, we here at the Esports Network, we stand by, uh, you know, stopping Asian hate. And so it's it's um, it's a sad state of events uh, here in Texas. And I mean, you you called out, you know, if, if these are any of our fans, please stop being fans of, of the organization, <laughs> which, you know, I applaud you for that. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, 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 I've seen, I've seen other team owners and in other indus- industries and sports say things like that from time to time. And, and, you know, it's true. It's, uh, it's our, our fans represent who we are too. Um, and, you know, if somebody's out there wearing an envy jersey and, and acting a certain way that, that, that's a part of our family acting a certain way. And, uh, that's a conversation that we need to have. So, you know, we, we want our fans to feel like they're all part of a, a productive, supportive, achieving community um and we can't do that if we've got anybody that's uh that's going against it right it's and i hate to start on such a a sour note but i mean it just i feel like this this had to be addressed at one point or another and i'm, I'm glad that you are here to, to help address that but obviously there are, are as an organization-wide uh news for you guys had a big big uh funding round investment round for you guys Great television throwing 28 some odd million dollars in your face and then another 40 million. I mean, another total 40 million just coming in your way. So uh, I'm, I'm not business savvy at all in, in, in the broadest sense. I only just recently got into stock market Robin Hood trading just because that <laughs> nonsense with GameStop. And I kind of followed it for two seconds and I uninstalled the app. But f- from my understanding, right, Envy Gaming is, is a private organization. It's not public. So. Mm-hmm. What do these funding rounds do for the organization exactly? Sure. So these are these are funds that we bring in in different rounds um, as we grow. The the needs, the capital needs of the organization continue to grow as we have initiatives and and ideas for how to continue to to expand the business. Um, so the funds that we raise as part of this round, which was our Series C, uh, gives us the opportunity to continue to add more staff potentially add more teams and and sort of follow through on the vision that we have for where we want to take envy over the next three to five years um which as you've probably seen we've been doing a lot of uh of work in building our content business yep uh, you've probably seen some more staff around the office we've, we've brought on a head of merchandise we've brought on a head of our membership program um and and it just gives us more opportunities to interact with our fans to get to know them to bring them um Bring them closer to things that we're doing and look we've all been we've been living in in covid land for for the last year but mm-hmm. i think increasingly we're seeing that we're coming out of that soon and so it's important to us to be able to have the resources to start making some of those moves before we're fully open again so we're we're coming out you know as the doors open we're coming out with with guns blazing and uh and and trying to do some really innovative creative things for our fans um 
So that's, you know, that's basically the gist. Now, Gray is a fantastic uh, partner for us to have. It's a real strategic partner. They, they operate a, a ton of broadcast networks across the country. Mm-hmm. They have a sales team. They have uh, production teams. So as an organization who's really looking to put a lot of resources to work in terms of creating more content and getting closer to our fans, uh, having a partner like Gray, who, while this is a relatively small investment for them, they are, they're a multi-billion dollar company. Um, they have been very, very active, supportive, and involved in wanting to work with us, supporting our vision, and asking us how they can help with what we're trying to do. And it sounds like the, these resources, if you guys uh, end up going that route, will be put to good use. I mean, this, uh, the digital broadcasting is an ever-increasing industry, and I can speak for from my end. It's, it's, it's growing ever-complex, and I'm glad to see, to see that great television is taking a real interest in and not just uh, you know uh, a gaming company, but more of a content creation and and uh, merchandise company for the for lack of a better word. You guys are from the numbers I've seen, the sales are just out. I mean, all crazy for you guys, and you know they're also pretty stylish. I might add. <laughs> but, thank but, you, thank you. Your 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 hoodies in the mail. Oh, there it comes. Here it, here it is, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> so when a company like Gray invests in you guys, um, is there any? Obviously, they want to partner. They want to see your organization grow. Apart from that, is there any hope that like they could see some dividends return on on their investment, or is it more of just uh, we're partnering together because it's it's the benefit for both of us? It'll it's in our best self interest to make this work. Sure. Look, I you know I think anybody who makes an investment into any company, like you were doing with with Robinhood uh, as well, like <laughs> right. when you make an investment into something, the the hope is that you can turn a dollar into something more than a dollar. And we all feel the same way here. So, you know, there's, there is a, the nice thing about a strategic partner is that there's, there's other opportunities to benefit as well. So if we have TV show ideas, if we have other content ideas that, that are too big for us to be able to do ourselves, uh, there's potential returns for a gray to help us make those things come to life. Right. Gray has a right. production comp- team that produces a ton of live sports events, a lot of TV shows. Um, if they have ideas where we could be useful uh, to help them, you know, make a better show or, or create a new type of event, then we're all ears to, to try to make that work and benefit both parties. But sure, you know, in the, in the long run, um, whether that's, you know, somebody buying a, a football team or somebody, you know, acquiring a company, the goal is, is of course, ultimately to, to drive the value uh, up for, for both organizations. And as far as where we go, when, when that takes place, you know, is there a transaction to have at some point, you know, it's not really something we're thinking about too much right now. Right now, it's purely how do we increase the value of this company? How do we get in touch with more fans? How do we have people understand what envy means, what what it represents and and create meaningful experiences uh, and fun products for people? And we'll take it from there. So you mentioned it was your your series C uh, round of, of funding. So how many of these funding rounds can a private entity go through before either they go public or, or they just say like, you know what, that's enough funding for now. We'll just uh, <laughs> sit on our laurels for the next five years and just pump out content. Sure. Look, every, every company is different. Um, if you are familiar with uh, 
with if you've seen other companies that have gone public or or had some kind of liquidation event, you know there, there's any number of rounds that they could have gone through. Mm-hmm. Usually, these things start with a a family and friends round, which is just you know bootstrapping the organization, and then a seed round, which is a small amount of money to keep things growing, and then then they then they start to go by letters. So you have Series A, B, C, D. I mean, there's companies that go all the way up into Series, you know, F, G, and H. Well, um, hopefully, progressively getting larger, although not always the case. Uh, for some companies, but usually that you continue to raise capital when the valuation of the company increases and there's a need for cash to further the growth of of the organization. Um, they take, don't get me wrong, they take a while to do. So one would not want to be raising capital on a annual basis. It takes a lot of mind share away from management and, and the organization to be focused on presenting uh, the opportunity for investors. So you know, in a perfect world, most organizations wouldn't want to raise capital more than once every two to three years. It's seems like it's right in the money for you guys right now. And obviously, as CEO, I'm sure you had a lot to do with uh, the setup for these rounds. And it's it's paying off dividends so far, even though it's only I mean, it's kind of early, but you know, 40 million is nothing to scoff at for a lot of companies. And I'm sure any number of them would be happy to take even a quarter of that amount. But obviously, um, Envy's not publicly traded, but is it is it a hope in the future that they someday might be publicly traded, or is the revenue and market for esports and game content creation kind of too small, too narrow right now? Hmm. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say, right? We are still mm-hmm. in the very early days of what esports can be, will be. You know, a few years ago, who would have thought that that esports organizations would be some of the biggest media companies in the world on, online? Um, you know, we saw Twitch's growth. Who would have thought that, you know, an esports org would become part of that, right? Looking at, at some of our competitors out there and, and where we're heading. Um, you know, revenue is changing. Where the revenue is coming from uh, has has changed it just in the last couple of years. Broadcast rights still haven't become a, a big deal. Um, so where does it go? I, I think it's, it's, we're just in too early innings to, to say. I think the only thing that we can really point to that, that we know are truths are a lot of people love playing, watching, engaging with, with gaming content, that there's a lot of fan bases that are around gaming in some way, shape, or form and tied into it. Just just look at, uh, you know, the stock market and GameStop and, and some of the things going on there. And there's going to be more opportunities over the next few years. So uh, my hope is that we continue to focus on what, what we know how to do, which is continue to grow this company, not worry too much about what the quote-unquote exit would be. and keep our eyes open. And if the right answer is to go public, to go through a SPAC, to, you know, sell to a larger organization or, you know, a, a Jeff Bezos like person who has a real fascination <laughs> with wanting to be in, in esports, uh, who knows, you know, not, not something we necessarily need to have an answer for right now. Right now it's, it's how do I, you know, continue to grow this business? How do I keep the employees happy? How do I keep the teams winning? Um, how do we make sure that we're, we're working playing in the best games, have the right relationships with the publishers and, uh, and take it one day at a time. Right. And it's just, it's, um, I gotta say, it's just, you guys, like you said earlier, you, you've added, uh, uh, you know, content creators, a uh, head of merchandise, head of, head of memberships, all that stuff. So this is all going towards helping grow those, those, uh, quote unquote sectors, if you will. And so it's, it's, it's see, things are seeming up and up for your company. Let's just put it that way. Right. It feels, it, things feel, it feels good, man. It feels good right now. Um, 
there's uh, there's a long way to go. It's in, it's very much an, an execution play right now. We've got to keep uh, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Got to make sure the orgs are talk the organization's talking to itself. Uh, the challenge is, you know, as someone who's been involved with several different companies of, of very different scales, communication is really everything. Right. I think that goes all the way down to any esports team, you know, whether they're mm-hmm. they're playing an event and they need to make sure that they're calling out what's going on and, and competing all the way to your marketing sales distribution content teams, you know, are they talking to each other? Are they are they really following through on executing a strategy on behalf of the company and the brands that you're partnering with? Uh, it's when that communication breaks down that you have some trouble. And as you get bigger, those communication points continue to increase and it just gets more and more complicated. And and so Envy is getting more complicated, um, but we are, you know, making sure we're staying together as as teammates and as friends, and hopefully coming back into the office soon, which will make all of our lives significantly easier in terms of, of communication and growth. Um, and that's uh, that's the that's the strategy. That's the execution. Just uh, anybody who's who's working on growing any kind of business, communication. It's perfect. And uh, just you know, whenever you guys. Get back into the office. Let me know. I'll be I'll be happy to ca- you know crash on that couch for a bit. No big deal. You know I've done it before. <laughs> I'm experienced. But um, outside of like an influx of capital and and the, really the, the monetary gain you guys have from this funding round, is there are there any other advantages that come with this round as you know, as large as this one? I mean, is it like a kind of free press for you guys? Is it kind of like a, um, an anti Streisand effect where like people see a positive thing happen and they're like, well, we want to get in on this. We want to like invest or we want to jump in on this. And is it something more than just the monetary gain you guys have? Sure. Anytime you do a deal like this with this kind of a partner, uh, it, it provides a real boost to the brand and people reaching out and saying, Hey, how did I, if I haven't heard of them before, why not? Because clearly I, I, I should have, or I, I should know who they are. And uh, if you, if you do know who we are already, then it's, it's a real boost of confidence um, for people who are looking to partner with us, to work with us, to engage with us in some way, shape or form to say, Hey, this company is, is, has proven themselves to investors that they are legitimate, that they've got a real strategy and a vision in place. Uh, and most importantly, that they're going to be around for a while. So if I work and partner with uh, with them, uh, I know that they're not going to disappear somewhere in the middle of the night. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that that's happening or it's <laughs> out there, but we've seen it in other industries uh, where, you know, if you can't raise the capital, then you, you at some point have to make some complicated decisions. So the, the benefits for us are, are, you know, I think those kinds of things where increasing the perception of, of our organization, giving us real staying power, giving us real opportunity to engage and explore the new uh, facets that are coming to esports, right? So making mm-hmm. sure that when there's a new game, when there's a new uh, initiative, uh, I don't know if it's NFTs, I think, you know, it's probably a whole separate conversation, <laughs> but making sure that when there is something to, to get into that we have the ability to do it, and we've got partners that are going to help us get there. I mean, it seems like you guys are on the up and up. Um, I mean, this is this for me does nothing but build your business reputation. It kind of takes it out of the, the realm of, oh, these are just, you know, a bunch of gamers, you know, kind of fooling around in, in an office with a camera and some editing software. And no, I mean, it, it goes a bit beyond that, right? It's like there's there's marketing, there's there's departments. It's like it's a whole organization that's, you know, it's no different than your regular, you know, white collar job that you go to where it's, you know. You have a, a boss manager going up and up and up to a, to a CEO. It's the same thing. I mean, like, 
this is not uh, something that most people should take, um, you know, uh, lying down or, or should take at, 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 you know, face value that it's simply just, oh, people just throwing money at games. It's, just, it's a very, you know, industry-wide thing that's happening, and I'm sure you could attest to that. For sure. Has, has, has any industry not gone through a process like that? You're right. You're right. When, when, yeah. when the first cars were starting to come off the assembly line, you know, was there somebody had to start figuring out how we market these things and sell these things and do accounting and, and hire people. And, you know, every, every industry that had to start somewhere. And while ours might ultimately look very different from other sports industries that, that have been established over the last hundred years, uh, it will it will still be one that's relevant and match up with how people watch, consume, and engage with with our particular version of it. That's I mean that's it's every you're right. Every industry goes through those growing pains, and this is I don't say this is really a forty million dollar pain, is it? <laughs> no, no, for for sure. But you know, I look at I look at this industry right now in a bit of the like Cambrian explosion. Right, we're seeing a lot of different business models. We're seeing a lot of different ideas. We're seeing a lot of different people going out there and putting their stamp on it. And I'm not here to criticize or say anybody's doing it right or wrong. I'm just saying that there people are seeing an opportunity and they are going out there and, and putting real legwork into trying to figure it out. Over the next couple of years, we will see where things shape up and, and some organizations will be able to pivot and some won't. And those that have some capital and some resources obviously have, have a bit of an advantage to make some of those changes. Um, so we're, we're just, we're just happy to be in the ocean and, and, you know, working towards finding land. I mean, Cambrian explosion. That's, that's quite the phrase for people who don't know Cambrian explosion, just <laughs> explosion of life happened like 500 million years ago. No big deal. You know, all major animal life came from that point in time. But besides yeah. that, that, <laughs> that main point, <laughs> it's a great word usage. I will say that great vocabulary on your end. I got it. You know what? My newborn will have to like sit around in your back office somewhere. Just kind of like, what is he saying? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um great stuff coming out of this funding round for you guys but i know there's something else coming up for you guys it's it's a, an announcement a new initiative you guys are, are are putting forth and would you like to explain that a little bit more sure yeah we are uh one of the things that's really important to us as a company that's based here in dallas uh and and to us being part of the dallas community the north texas community is extremely important and it's part of our brand and it's part of who we who we are and you know we we love the support that we get from being here we can't wait to have live events again where we can bring our fans together and celebrate and play and and perform and do all sorts of great things uh but i don't think you can really establish yourself as a pillar within the community unless you're also giving back so as part of that uh and we saw this with the with the recent you know winter storm where we were able to to do a fundraiser to try to bring some attention and bring some funds to organizations that really needed it mm -hmm. uh, with everything that happened in February, you know, coming out of that, we realized we should, should make this a little bit more of a permanent feature for us. So we're establishing a uh, foundation, the Envy Foundation, which is going to support a number of initiatives, uh, not only here in Texas, but, but a lot of it will be certainly Texas related uh, to support uh, the gaming community as a whole. And so, I mean, what do you guys have planned for this so far? The, the Envy Foundation, is it just going to pretty much just help prop up, uh, you know, programs around the, the, the Metroplex or around the country? I mean, what have you guys got planned uh, on the surface level so far? Sure. So the way we've thought about the foundation is there's going to be four focus areas for funding uh, coming out of the foundation. Uh, the first one is going to be related to Scholastic 
uh, efforts. So STEAM initiatives, helping schools build and create esports programs and organizations that have curriculum attached to them so that people can can find paths forward and find a place to, to get together and, and explore their, their interests. Uh, second thing is related to gamer health. So just really addressing some of the challenges that, that we see across, you know, mental and physical health of, of the gaming population as a whole, finding ways that we can help bring attention and, and resources to that. Mm -hmm. uh, third area is, is to children who are receiving some form of medical care. Uh, we've seen that gaming has been a, a huge opportunity for joy and excitement and, uh, and, and helps improve results. So that's the third, the third focus. And then the fourth is just generally improving the lives of people that are in our community. Um, so in North Texas, how do we, how do we find, if there's any underserved communities, uh, people that need help, you know, we are, we're part of that community too. So anything that we can do to help uh, people here in North Texas. That's awesome. I, I love to hear, I love to hear this happening uh, pretty much in my own, my own backyard. You know, I get to uh, probably uh, visit some of these foundation events at some point soon. And once this pandemic is uh, died down a little bit and we can finally get together, I hope to see more action coming out of Envy. And, and this is probably the biggest step I've seen out of a, a gaming organization to really make that happen. And so um, for the most part, what, when does this, when does this start for you guys? It starts up in the summer or uh, when do you guys have plans for this to really, uh, you know, take off? Sure. So, so the second the foundation exists, we will be putting some capital into that uh, to deploy. We'll be working with some of our partners to also uh, provide additional funding and resources for it. The way it'll start to really come to, to be in effect is through various grant programs that we will create through the foundation. Um, we'll be announcing the first program for that shortly. Uh, but there will be several grants throughout the year focused in these particular areas. And those will be the ways that people can get involved for specific specific causes um, and the capital will be deployed and, and there will be a whole application process and we'll, we'll really be working closely with the community to, to execute against those. Um, but I'd expect to, to see the first one really launching early this summer and, and sort of keep rolling from there. We'll be doing fundraisers on our channels. We'll be, we'll be, you know, often donating a portion of proceeds that we receive from merchandise and other events into that foundation. So uh, we're looking forward to growing it over the next uh, number of years and really expand the number of programs that we can offer. I love it. And, and this comes on the heels of, like you said, the uh, the winter storm where people were kind of uh, out of power for a while and you guys did a, an awesome job giving back to the community. And it's it was just, it was very heartwarming to, to say the least. And I'm glad to see it, like I said, in my own backyard. It's something that I... Um, I don't think I'd say 10 years ago, like, you know, oh, well, this, this gaming organization is going to be, you know, throwing out a, a 501c3 or something or throwing out a new charity. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it speaks to the, the leaps and bounds that the industry has made. And I'm glad to see it come out of an organization that for the most part has had nothing but good things to talk about. I mean, literally, you guys have had what, like a streamer come on, you guys have had merchandising drop, this funding round, this new uh, charity you guys are, are propping up. Like, what? I can't say a bad thing about you guys right now. Well, don't forget we won the Call of Duty championship. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Are you ever going to forget that it happened last year? Uh, that was amazing. That was within the first few weeks that I had to come on board. Uh, look, I mean, knock on wood, uh, things are going well. And, and I think because things are going well is the perfect time for us to look at how we give back to the community and, and really expand what we can do here. So, you know, th there's a... Uh, 
there's there's still plenty of room for growth, uh, but we need to be doing it together. Like we can't we can't live as a vacuum. We are, you know, we are the Dallas Empire. We are the Dallas Fuel. Uh, we are Envy here in Dallas, and uh, we're excited. We're we're just excited about what what it can be, and be able to work with partners both locally and nationally on on uh, contributing to some of these programs uh, is pretty exciting to me. I I honestly say that the the charity drive that we did after the storm is maybe the thing I'm, I'm most proud of that we've achieved oh, wow. since, since I got here. Um, you know, we were all going through that storm together. Mm-hmm. Some of us had power. Some of us didn't. A lot of people were, were struggling just internally with, with, at the company, but we still were able to, to pull it off and, and really give something back. Um, and, and the whole company really came together around it very quickly, uh, which just showed what, what we're capable of doing. Um, and showed that, you know, we're just, we're just all in this together. So it was great. I mean, it, all of it, all of us together is, uh, it's an understatement, you know, it's a 10 million strong in the Metroplex and you guys helped out a, a very large portion of them, uh, however small you think you, you helped, but it, it, trust me, it, it's, it's more than enough. And we can't ever thank you for that as, as, um, as a community. So from, from the Texans here in North and North Texas, thank you so much for everything that you do. And, and. Really, just uh, please keep it up. Give us another Call of Duty Championship, then. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. We got a couple things to improve, but we're uh, we're on our way. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So one last time, I want to uh, take a chance. Team Envy standing against racism. Uh, there is a North Texas uh, what's it called Char- uh, charity that they're called Stop AAPI Hate org and they're a great site i know some of your uh, streamers were tweeting out about them so i figured why not throw them in here too for a quick little little plug and just make sure that everybody knows that this is not something that i'm not okay with esports network is not okay with and team envy is taking a stand against it right now but adam thank you for your time i i, I can't thank you enough honestly just for, for everything you do from top to bottom you're a you're a stand-up guy you know that Thank you, man. I, I, I do. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, everything we've achieved here is really just because of the, the team that we have in place. And, and we're, we're looking to add more more people to it as well. So, look, thank you. Um, I, I wish I could take credit for it. But, uh, you know, just just really glad to be here. Really glad to, to have relocated here to, to Texas, where everybody's been fantastic and looking forward to staying in touch and, and talking about some of the, the new things we got coming up down the road. I can't wait to hear it. I really can't. Adam. Thank you so much for coming on again. He's Adam Reimer, CEO of Envy Gaming. I'm Kevin Correa, and you've been listening to the Esports Network Podcast. Ah!